Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be retail therapy, buying for the purpose of mental health. And most people know what retail therapy is, but for those who don't, it's the concept of buying either things or experiences um, for the purpose of feeling good, just uh, you know, just because of the high that it brings you. Um, sometimes you buy things on Amazon, even though you have to wait a day or same day delivery. Sometimes you still have to wait for for at least a few hours. I would assume, even in big cities, um, just the anticipation of that which you purchased coming and you being able to enjoy it um, can sort of take your mind off of whatever is going on in your life at the time. Um, so it can be somewhat effective just to, as a distraction to, um, to things that might be going on. Uh, of course, if you're the type to go into stores and buy things there, um, you know, when you buy them, uh, you're sort of uh, simulating how you'd be using that product. Let's say a pair of jeans, for example. Um, you come across and you say to yourself, well, I'm gonna, this is going to be great to use in this outfit. It'll look great with this other shirt that I have at home. And, um, you know, the weather is just right for me to be able to wear these jeans for the next, you know, several months, perhaps. And, um, you know, it, it makes me look good. It, it really highlights certain areas of my body that I'm confident in. Um, and as you're doing that, as you're simula- simulating through uh, that experience, you're not thinking about what other things might be going on in your life right now that may be, may be bringing you down somewhat, maybe um, negatively impacting your mental health. Stress at work, it doesn't have to be anything serious, obviously, but like it might be just stress at work or uh, emails that are piling up that you have to send. So, you know, it just it's a, it, it serves as a really good distraction. And um, and in true empowering the opposition form, obviously, retail therapy has often been talked about as a negative uh, uh, behavior, as in you shouldn't be buying things and buying experiences just for the sake of mental health. You should uh, seek to address the stress factors instead of masking them or distracting from them. Um, that generally tends to be true, especially if it's a stress factor that is um, that's that's present all the time. That's that's omnipresent. So uh, you would want to address that. But if it's something simple like you know sending out a whole bunch of emails and you just jump on Amazon or jump on eBay or take a little break, go on a little walk in downtown, just uh, you know buy a couple things here and there, go to Target, you know wherever you you may uh, enjoy shopping. Um, it may be beneficial for you to do that and then return to the stress that you're experiencing with the ability to have a clear mind, understanding that you were able to distract yourself for a little bit, you know, rest and refresh so this way you can address whatever's going on in your life um, appropriately. Now that might be a positive way of using retail therapy, but of course, um, there are negative elements to retail therapy as well, um, namely in the way of addiction. So if you're using retail therapy too often to escape from your life, then one, you're probably piling up a whole lot of credit card debt. 
Um, but beyond that, you're also not addressing the issues at hand. All you're doing is distracting from your, uh, from your, from the issues that you might have in life. All you're doing is masking the problem. But if you use retail therapy in such a way that you're, uh, you're taking a quick break from it and then returning to it and you're not getting addicted to buying things, um, then it, it could potentially be an effective, uh, effective approach so long as you keep yourself in check. Now, of course, another element of retail therapy isn't just the retail part where you're buying things at Target or Amazon or eBay or, again, wherever you like to shop. These are just some of my top um, go-tos. <clears throat> you may also use retail therapy in buying experiences. Now, many uh, would argue that if you are going to engage in retail therapy, then perhaps uh, buying experiences, shopping for experiences, can be better for your mental health. But again, in true empowering the opposition form, we'll talk about the other side of it too. So let's say, and I'm not necessarily talking about going to Cabo or Cancun or Belize or anywhere far where you really have to sort of plan it out and pack and you know things like that. I'm talking about a simple experience like mini golf or going bowling. That's still an experience. And that's an experience that, well, depending on where you live as you're listening to this podcast, it's probably, for me, mini golf is about 10 minutes away. Bowling is about five minutes away. Um, I imagine many people who live in uh, larger cities, <clears throat> that's uh, the ETAs are around the same. So instead of buying um, a pair of jeans from Amazon, um, I might go mini golfing or to the driving range. That's an experience too that I enjoy. Um, or go bowling either by myself or with friends, whatever it might be. Um, and, and many academic articles suggest that those experiences are better for mental health than, um, than buying things, than buying like jeans, let's say. That may be true for most people, but what about those who prefer to be more private, who are a little bit more, I wouldn't call them antisocial because there's a negative stigma attached to that, but those who are a little bit more introverted, let's say. If you don't want to go to the driving range, you don't want to go bowling, you don't want to be around people, you don't want to play mini golf, even if it's by yourself, you're still technically around people, you still have to interact with people, and maybe you don't like doing that. So for, for a person like that, it may actually be more beneficial to buy things, to shop for things as opposed to shopping for experiences. Really depends on the individual, doesn't it? Um, if you're the type of person who is more introverted and you, you don't like dealing with people, especially if you're stressed out, you become even more in, uh, introverted potentially, then maybe it is best that you stay home or, you know, you go to Target. Target tends to be, Targets usually tend to be quite large and people often leave you alone. There's even self-checkout. So you can go to Target, buy a whole bunch of things um, and, and never interact with another human being. Um, that might work out for you because you prefer to be more introverted and not interact with people. Um, for those people, retail therapy in the way of buying things could be more beneficial. Um, so long as, of course, it doesn't become an addiction and you're not just constantly escaping from the issue at hand um, and, of course, piling up, uh, piling up debt. You, you don't want either of those things happening. 
Then again, if you're not introverted and you're more of an extrovert or an omnivert, as they call it, um, and you feel comfortable being around people, uh, maybe not all the time, but, you know, uh, being around people at least just, you know, in the periphery, even if, like, for example, I, I go to the driving range by myself often, people are there, sometimes we'll strike up a conversation, most of the time, like, we're just trying to work on our game. <clears throat> so, for, for, for those kinds of people, um, buying and shopping for experiences may be better, um, because now you're doing something, you're doing something active, you're doing, you're, you're putting yourself in a place as opposed to waiting for something to come to you or, um, it's also a little bit more, uh, a little less likely for you to get addicted to retail therapy in the way of experiences because, um, there's, you know, you can rack up a whole lot of debt by shopping for a whole lot of things on, you know, on Amazon, but, Generally speaking, if you're going to the driving range, there's a limit. Like, you know, if you're at the driving range for an hour and a half, two hours, you're probably not going to be able to spend more than about 11 maybe $20, depending on the size of the city that you're in. So it sort of limits that the, those expenditures in that kind of way. And also, it, it, it can be beneficial in that you're, you know, you're not sedentary. You're, you're getting up, moving around if you're buying an experience that involves some, some semblance of activity. So that could be beneficial. But even the most extroverted people have some introverted days. So even for those people, retail therapy and the way of buying things may be helpful, may be beneficial. And of course, just like, uh, you know, uh, consistent with the extroverts, introverts as well have some extroverted days. And, you know, the introverts might uh, enjoy going out and, and interacting with people, socializing um, on a whim. So that could be beneficial for them as well. The, uh, the ultimate goal here, of course, is that whatever it is that you do, you take care of your mental health, which is the primary, um, focus, you, you primary focus after, of course, physical health. So you take care of your overall health, which is the number one priority. Um, and in doing so, you want to make sure that you're not building any peripheral addictions or, um, building any crutches for yourself. You don't want to have to depend on buying stuff or buying experiences in order to find good mental health. You want to be able to use them, uh, these uh, these experiences and these things that you're buying. You want them to, to supplement your mental health, but you don't want them to be the reason for your mental health, not exclusively anyway. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time.